I think you're gonna be okay. <laughs> I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna live a long, healthy life. Thank you if, so much. If the biggest issue in your world is man, like life's going well, but these damn velociraptors keep popping out, I think you're gonna do just Safe. fine. Welcome to an episode of Katie Afraidy on Fangoria. I'm your host, Katie Hettenbach, and I'm ecstatic because the guy right here, he's hilarious, he's wonderful, he's a good friend. It's Mark Ellis. <laughs> and a bit of a Frady cat. And a Frady cat. I mean, I love horror movies, but I think the misconception that people have with horror movie lovers like we both are mm-hmm. is that they don't scare you. And it's like, yeah. no, they scare the crap out of me. Yeah. I'm not sure what the psychology behind me running back for more is. And I was thinking about with this particular movie we're going to talk about. As I was rewatching it, I'm like, I watched this so much when I was a kid. I forgot how many times I watched it, how familiar I was with it, because it did legit scare the crap out of me. Why do I keep going back? That's I mean, because it's also a release of anxiety and that's kind of i think why a good a lot of people watch it okay and i was like you know what i am a very anxious person so maybe <laughs> i just watch horror for that 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 makes a lot of sense wow we're 90 seconds in i'm already learning stuff i know <laughs> it's a lot yeah so would you say that we watched nightmare on elm street three dream warriors would you say that's the scariest movie you've ever seen or because mm. that would be i would be like are you okay no that's it it's not the scariest movie I've ever seen. Okay. There, there's there's moments, there's one particular character in it, not named Freddy. Love you, Fred. Ain't talking about you. That really scares the crap out of me to this day. Mm-hmm. But I think the scariest movie I've ever seen is still the original The Exorcist. Yeah. That, that's the one that just, because visually it's stunning, but it also just creeps into your head. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of when I cross that bridge of it's less terrifying to look at, you know, uh, imposing figure on the screen, like a Jason or a Michael Myers. Yeah. And it's scarier to think about the psychological acts aspect mm-hmm. and, and the religious aspect yeah. of The Exorcist. And like again, I went to Catholic school for a time. Okay, you know? that also so, makes sense. You're like, yeah, he's gonna get me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's not. But like, he might. You never know. He might. You and know. you're like, I might. I might pray. Yeah. I don't know. Just in case. Just in case. You know, like, like when hurt. you watch Top Gun, you're like, oh, oh, Mav's being being chased by somebody, yeah. but he's Maverick. He's a good pilot. He can get out of it. Yeah. There's no way to not get possessed. If the devil wants to possess you. He's going to do it. Yeah. You can't take like, you know, vitamin B and that's yeah. going to ward off <laughs> Satan. Like there's no way out if Satan wants to hop in your body for a I little mean, bit. I mean, holy water crosses. I feel like you could. Mm, okay. Just don't yeah. be vulnerable. Don't be a child. You know, yeah, but those at are the like end the, of that movie, the demon Pazuzu literally jumps from Reagan's body into a priest. Oh, true. Yeah. It's like all that work was for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on, people. <laughs> you sound like Jerry Seinfeld no, for a I, second. I, I really, what's the deal with Satan? <laughs> <laughs> what's the. <laughs> but yeah, so, so The Exorcist is like the scariest thing that I've ever seen. Um, I still to this day have not seen The Exorcist. Three. I hear it's really scary, so okay. I, I should do it. I love George C. Scott, and I vividly remember being in a movie theater with my older sister. 
I think we went to go see Young Guns 2, the best Young Guns movie. And my sister and I were both big horror movie like lovers as kids. And like we'd sneak downstairs after everybody went to sleep and like try to watch horror movies and stuff. Um, and they ran a trailer before Young Guns 2. They ran the trailer for The Exorcist 3. And the trailer has the music at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then it says it's been, this is 1990, 17 years since you since you walked these steps. And it shows the steps at night Ooh, with like the mist. And I'm yes. like, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Like I'm done. Have you ever been to the steps? No. In Georgetown? Where, where here is in Washington. No, Washington DC. I was like, yeah. I was like, here yeah. in, <laughs> in in Los Angeles, they're here, right? They make movies outside of Los That's, Angeles, Katie. What? Atlanta, DC, occasionally. I, I, I think what? they probably filmed on a soundstage here, but they filmed the the exteriors of this sort of like you know, I guess it's like a townhouse or a high, whatever it is. Uh -huh. In, in Georgetown, and Love you can it. still so it's just right next to DC. Oh, so okay. it's a nice long walk. You know, there's a, there's a there's a Kidoba on the way. Oh, my favorite place. And then shout you out steps sponsor. And like I and I like I took a picture by the steps. I was oh. working at the DC Improv a few years ago, and so during the day I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go. And I'm sitting there and I'm trying to get like this random tourist to take a picture yeah. of me. And it's hard because there's people jogging up and down the stairs, mm -hmm. like they're just getting I their mean, morning workout in. I mean, if they're good steep stairs, they are. You know? Yeah. 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 And it's uh it's it's a weird, eerie feeling. So yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street Three, nowhere near I think the scariest movies I've ever seen, but it does have some creepy crawly factors. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you, you watched it? It was not in a movie theater. Okay. The, um because I was too young for that. First movie I saw in a the like horror R rated movie I saw in a theater was 89's Pet Cemetery. Ooh, my yeah. sister and I tricked my aunt into taking us and we're like, Yeah, my yeah, my parents would be cool with this. I wanna play with you. <laughs> Yeah. No fair, Daddy. Um, yeah. So, uh, so th in this movie, Nightmare on Elm Street three, came out in eighty seven, yeah. and so somehow we had it on uh, VHS. We like taped it off. Okay. Like a Showtime used to have these free preview weekends. Yes, and then you would right for all the tape, folks that record it. Yeah, afford cable. Yeah. So like I had so many movies taped in like a three day span. And Nightmare on Elm Street 3 was one of them. Mm -hmm. And we kept rewatching it because this was right when Freddy was really peaking, it, both his inventiveness with the kills, yeah. his comedic timing, like everything was clicking for Fred mm -hmm. by this point. And so that was, I guess, the horror movie that the Ellis children would go to because that's the one that we had on okay, tape readily available. Okay. It's, yeah, this is the movie where I think people started to be like, okay, Freddy's not as scary. He's more like silly. And he's getting, he's getting a little... He's getting uh, punchy with right. his with his taglines, and you're like, okay, this is a little cheesy. <laughs> we're here for it, but we're starting to get to the camp factor. Well, you also wanted more it. of him on screen because, oh, yeah. ironically, he wasn't like not in the top five scariest parts of the movie. So yeah. you just want more Freddy because you know what you're getting with Freddy. He's yeah. the guy with the glove and burned skin, but he's also gonna like crack some one-liners and oh, like again, yeah. I didn't know I was gonna be a stand-up comic when I grew up, but I think one of the seeds that gets planted is probably Probably courtesy of Mr. Kruger. You're like, I love this. This yeah. is he. You should honestly find. What is, what is his name? Robert England. Robert England. Yeah. But yeah. You should find him and be like, you're the reason I'm a comic. I will. I mean, because you're good one-liners. Because you did those. I you guarantee performed it you. So well. That would not be the first time he heard that. No, definitely not.
Because by the time the first Nightmare on Elm Street movie I ended up seeing in a movie theater was Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. That was uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 6. Okay. And it was in 3D. Dang. Oh, and okay. my buddy and I walked from school to the movie theater. It was the last day of school for the year. And then summer vacation. So my summer vacation that year, I think I was in sixth grade, kicked off with us sneaking in to see Freddy's Dead. And that movie is just like balls out hysterical. Like Freddy, yeah. it, Freddy's crushing. <laughs> like he's headlining improv by this point. Oh, damn. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, he's great in it. And... You, you know, he had like he he turned his glove into like a Nintendo power glove and he's yes. like and he kills somebody with it. And he says, now I'm playing with power. Like, it's just it's all gags and stuff like that. So I think Nightmare on Elm Street 3 is the perfect marriage of the genuinely horrifying lore of mm -hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street okay. with the promise of what's to come. Yes. with A lot of lightheartedness. Um, yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. This this movie was wild, I will say. Had you seen it before? No, I've never seen it. And now I've watched it twice because we were supposed to record a couple weeks ago. Yeah. I'd it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Hey, or, hey, you know. hey, it happens. It's okay. I, same. So sorry. Same. I do too. No, it's okay. But I watched it twice. So I like, it's mm -hmm. like in my brain now. I want to make sure it's in your brain. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, an, hey, I thank you for that. I thank <laughs> you for that. Um, But. You know, it's uh, the movie follows the, these kids that are at a psych ward, and uh, they're all having the same nightmares. Ah, oh, coincidence? I don't know. It, and then Nancy, who shows up, is just working there. She's at, an intern. She just graduated. Or she, she's in grad school, I think. Nancy from the first Nightmare on Elm yeah, Street. Yeah, yeah. Nancy Thompson, who, you know, really the only one of those Elm Street kids to survive mm -hmm. because we know Johnny Depp got eaten by a bed and yeah. all these other people didn't make it. They did. So, uh, now Nancy is kind of dedicated her life to, she went through this traumatic experience, I'm going to dedicate my life to help teenagers that could be facing a similar situation. Mm -hmm. Lo and behold, she goes to grad school. She's an intern at this psych ward mm -hmm. where the doctors are, are very 1980s and not the most progressive when it comes to nope. dealing with mental health and suicidal tendencies. So Nancy <laughs> comes in and she's like, she sees what's going on with these yeah. kids that the doctors can't because she lived through it. And it's not just that they're having bad dreams. It's not some sort of thing in their life. It's because these are the last of the original Elm Street kids whose parents murdered Fred Krueger because what he killed a couple kids. <sighs> yeah, I mean it's pretty it was pretty terrible. Couple kids, yeah. and the school wasn't even that clean. Like he wasn't even a good janitor. <sighs> that's honestly that is tragic. <laughs> that's the biggest that's crime. The, that's <laughs> the biggest crime. Is he was a terrible janitor. <laughs> Not was, good at his job. He was bad at his job. Yeah. I mean, no wonder he. I mean, so they burned was, him alive. Honestly, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Then they covered it up. They buried his remains in some abandoned uh, car graveyard, and it was never to be heard from again, but now he's invading kids' dreams again. Mm -hmm. And what's different about this Nightmare on Elm Street, and I think one of the reasons why it still holds up pretty well, it separates itself from the first two because the first two... Suicide. The, well, yeah, there's a gaggle of kids in the first one, but you're focusing on Nancy. Yeah. Now you're focusing on these suicide survivors or kids who are mm -hmm. at risk, and mm -hmm. that's why they're in the psych ward. Yeah. And so they're all able to sort of team up and have this like shared experience yeah. where they'll kind of cut each other down. It's a lot like us hanging out at the comedy store. Oh, yeah. Where 100%. they will insult the crap out of each other. Oh, yeah. It's group, hilarious. But they're there for each other at the end of the day yeah. when they need to be most. Mm-hmm. I love that. They, uh, what is the actress? I'm terrible at names and I. Oh, I got you. 100%. I'm good at this stuff. Um, Patricia Arquette. Mm hmm. 
who that I believe that this was her first role. One of her first uh, big is, screen roles. Yeah. But the uh, the opening scene where you know she's having a nightmare, and uh, you know she she looks in the mirror mm-hmm. and it's Freddie and he's like you know cutting her wrists and then the mom wakes her up and then she's yep. doing it. I was like, oh no, this is what we're in for. for yeah, the that like really set the tone of. Okay, this is this is where we're at. Cool. Normally it's like, oh, Freddy's gonna like slice your chest open or like stab you and then, mm-hmm. you know, you'd bleed out. But now it's like, nope, we're gonna make you look like you're now like self harming. Yeah, and, and I, I got a question Freddie's strategy here, and I think he probably would do the same for himself. I think okay. if you were to interview Freddie, he'd probably say, Yeah, I sort of got ahead of myself. I put the, the cart before the horse because He's he's inflicting pain on these kids in a way that it does look like they were trying to kill themselves. Yeah. And so in in you know, he didn't mean to do this, but they all end up at the same place. Yeah. And it's their teamwork that's able to fell Freddie. Yeah. At the end. And so if he hadn't united all these kids together, yeah. if he would have just killed them like the old days, then it would have been fine. Yeah. Get the job done. Thank you. Don't like he's like teasing them. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll cut your arm here. Oh, I'll scare you here. Oh, da da da. da. But it's like, no, get the job, get in, kill the kid, get out. Yeah, m- you know, maybe though, Freddie realized that the killing wasn't the fun part of it. Like, yeah, because it's- the like torment. I mean, if if hey, if I was Freddie, the tormenting would be the most fun, <laughs> and watching them score and watching them panic. <laughs> I mean, that's that's fucked up. But that's what you that. That's what, you know, if you're a villain, that's the most fun part is watching them squirm. I guess it's, torture. yeah, it's <laughs> it's the horror movie villain version of the Bond bad guy yeah. explaining what they're going to do to James Bond mm-hmm. before they do it and what they're going to do to the world and what their master plan is. Yep. And then Bond has time to foil it. Yep. So it's almost, it's a very Batman-Joker relationship where as much as Joker hates Batman, Joker still realizes he needs Batman in Gotham yep. or else life is going to be so boring because there's not a cop on earth that can compete with Joker, oh, Batman yeah. is fun competition for him. Exactly, exactly. Like Nancy's good competition for Freddie, and so now she's leading this new army. She's kind of like the head coach. She was a she was a great player, mm-hmm. and now she's become the head coach of this team. And she's like, "We're I'm gonna round these kids up. Yep. These doctors don't believe me. They're like, oh, the intern's back. <laughs> the doctor. It's such Uh-oh. a cringy moment. Also, she's so she's in grad school. What? That's like, that's honestly my age. That's like 25, 26. Yeah. She looks like she's like she's dressed up like she's like forty plus. It's interesting because she has the, like a gray streak in her hair, and it's on the opposite side than it was in the first movie. So her it hair just is going keeps, through. It's some just, stuff. I mean, it's going through some some some. I got some. Trauma. We we all get gray hairs. It's okay. Some of us more than others. Some I have, yeah. It, it, it they become they become an. But also, I mean, you have a bunch of nightmares. She's taking this experimental drug called Hypnosil, yeah, which is a dream suppressant, so it kind of keeps Fred at bay in case. I don't think he wants. I think he realized he didn't want that fight. Yeah, but he. So now he's just going to pick on teenagers. Like yeah. once you age out of it, Freddie really doesn't care about you anymore. He yeah. really that's his wheelhouse is yeah. like the the high schoolers. So Nancy comes back and these these doctors, God love them. One of the doctor, there, there's there's a nurse who's very nurse ratchet like, mm-hmm. who just kind of like very by the book. Then yep. you have this doctor who's not an old guy himself, played by Craig Watson. He's the guy who's like, okay, look, I'm trying to relate to these kids. Yeah, and they just keep dying on me. <laughs> like, like I don't know 
why they're dying. What's happening? <laughs> they just keep offing themselves, and I can't seem to stop it. And so, you know, I think against his better judgment, he starts to side with Nancy. But mm -hmm. in doing so, he realizes that Nancy does have not just like experience with this, like she's lived through yeah. this exact form of nightmare and that she can be of service yeah. to these kids. My favorite scene in the whole movie mm -hmm. is a group scene where the we've had a couple deaths by this point and we're mm -hmm. really like messed up. And so now Nancy's, it's time for her to come clean and the kids are doubting her and they're like, you don't know what we're going through. And then she's like, I know who's trying to kill you. He wears a dirty brown hat. J that line, and then the mood changes and the music starts to creep in and the, and the zoom slowly into her. It's just so chill-inducing because now all these kids realize, at the same time, yeah. this is horrifying because we're, what we're not dreaming, like this is a real thing that's happening, mm -hmm. but it's also encouraging because it's like, she knows what we're going through and she's still alive, yeah. she's doing well, yeah. so maybe one day we can get over this bridge. <laughs> Little do they know. <laughs> well, you know. Little do they know. Little do they the, um, I, I would say the one kill that stuck with me the most is honestly the first kill in the hospital where I again I'm just gonna go the the two boys are like you better stay awake and watch me sleep you yeah. see anything you wake <laughs> up and of course he falls asleep and Freddie you know he gets into his head and he like slits his wrist mm -hmm. and then like is like using him as a puppet yeah so this guy is like a fan of puppet that's like what yeah he does he's a puppet the time. he yeah, makes puppets, puppets. And now and he himself is being a puppet by, by a his tendon. his like tendons, and he's like be walking like this, and they oh my god, and but it's and then you just see him do that, and all the the kids are like, no, we gotta stop him, and then of course you know there's an open window because windows open he, at the psych ward. He got he got to some higher floor that nobody else can get to, in time. and they were just no, oh my god, and then he just you see you see Freddie with the little strings, and then he snips them. And it's a great kill. It's a it very is. inventive it's... kill. It's it's one that you would put on the resume at the top one. Yeah, you're like, that's like top five, maybe. Another one that I really enjoy is uh, when I believe her name is Tina, who wants mm -hmm. to be an actress. She's going to move to L.A. She's going to be an uh, actress. She's going to be an actress, baby. Yeah. What's she going to do? So yeah. she's studying um, how to be famous. And who better to teach how to be famous than Zsa Zsa Gabor, who happens to be on the TV that she's watching, and, being interviewed by Dick Cavett, legendary talk show host. And she's just chain smoking. Yep. I'm like, yep. you are what? Yeah. 12? 11? <laughs> Where are you getting these? In a psych ward? I guess it is the 80s. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what they give kids in a psych ward. Well, you know, I, I don't want to point too many fingers, but a very young Lawrence Fishburne is one of the, the orderlies there. Okay. And so he's kind oh, yes. of like, he feels for the kids. And so he's like, look, I'll give you five minutes of TV. I'll okay. give, here's a cigarette. You didn't get this from me. You know? Yeah. And then you have a, a, like some creepy orderlies there too. But Lawrence Fishburne is like looking out for the kids' best yeah. interest, I think. Yeah. And he's like, look, I realize that you're in a tough situation. Um, um, so I'm going to give you five minutes of what it feels like to be normal. Here, go watch your late night TV, have a smoke. And it ends up being that Dick Cavett wasn't Dick Cavett at all on the TV. <gasps> what? It Who was, was he? Actually, Freddy Krueger. He's an actor. He's he's a, the best um, talk show. Out of the wall-mounted TV, picks up Tina, shoves her face into the TV, killing her. And then he says something about, now you're on prime time. He's like, you ready for... Or what? No, it's like, are you ready for prime time, bitch? Yeah, yeah. Big break in TV. God, ready for man. prime time, bitch. Funny guy, really funny guy. Yeah, hilarious. Mm -hmm. Oh man, but that was a good kill too. And um, 
And then just like some of the imagery, I mean, the stuff that really scares me in Nightmare on Elm Street is his, I guess it's Nancy's house. Yeah. Um, but it's also sort of where Freddy like chills. Yeah. And so at the beginning of the film, that's what Patricia Arquette's character is building out of popsicle sticks. Just this house she keeps seeing in her dreams. So yeah. I'll express myself with some popsicle sticks and some glue and maybe I'll, you know, so, sort of wrap my brain around what's going on. Yeah. Being crafty. Yeah. I mean. With your trauma. Something to do. Why not? Hey. Why, why, why not? Better than having some guy in a hat slit your wrist. So. I mean, yeah. Her her mom. Not the best honestly, parent. The, that, that was terrifying. <laughs> I It's just the, the, like, it's always frustrating when you watch horror movies with kids in them. Because mm-hmm. you're like, you know the adults are going to be like, it's just your imagination. Go to bed. They just oh my God, she's suicidal. God, it's just she's so depressed. And she's like, Mom, I'm literally not. I'm fine. It's Freddie. Trying to communicate this crap to you. And now I'm so tired that it's hard for me to like make any sense of any of words. You know, I'm mm-hmm. just giving you this word salad because I'm so tired. But the two big like excuses that people used to have for kids acting like this were one, what her mom uses is like, oh, she just wants attention, which mm-hmm. is like just a horrible way to just kind of pass off everything. And then even the <laughs> well-meaning doctor mm-hmm. after the the first kid's suicide in quotes mm-hmm. the puppet guy he says he gave up he took the easy way out he's like no 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 no. you're <laughs> like um that's <laughs> that's exactly what you say in a psych ward you're like he gave up what a coward yeah. no you don't uh, you don't that's take your phd away man 80s man the 80s. 80s were a 80s were a wild time did this obviously I, you weren't in a psych ward in the 80s but i'm like no. did this, some of this shit is real like some of that stuff, like like the doctors and sh- like, yeah, that happened. The cuckoo's nest. I mean, that's why. Yeah, that's the kind of what Wes Craven was like loosely going off. It's of, my that. biggest fear in life is like, you can bury me alive, you can set me on fire, you can throw me in there. I, I don't care what you. I, great white shark, fine. Great way to die, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. The I mean, scariest thing for me is like I'm for some reason I go to this you know psych ward or whatever and I'm just visiting right and so I'm just walking around and I'm like oh yeah I'm just here to visit somebody and they're like oh okay and then they're like oh can you just can you just sign this like to check in and then like I end up signing things oh. like there's this movie that um Soderbergh did he filmed the whole thing on a oh, iPhone uh, or something. Unsane. Unsane. Yeah. And I'm like that's you're literally yeah. showing the world my nightmare mm-hmm. Stephen. So th- that's it, is that you you go to a psych ward to visit somebody, and then they don't let you leave. And then the more you tell them you're not crazy, the crazier you sound. Yep, because that's what crazy... I'm not crazy. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's like, no, you're... Yep. yep you, you're, you, you're throwing feces at people. The Stop. Hinges are coming off. They're, they're off the rails. And I'll go to feces quick if somebody's locking me in somewhere. I, I'll go to feces within 10 minutes. Right, right away. I'll command. Right, right away. I, yeah. will, I will shit in every corner. <laughs> you see me on stage. I will do it. I will... <laughs> I can only do this trick once a set. Once a set, and it's but then it, it shuts down the whole building. It really, it's it's a mess. But honestly, it's a it's a showstopper. Uh, literally, good. literally, it's a showstopper. It gets clicks on the gram. There, that's you know what, and that's what we do this for. We do it for the clicks on the gram. So, I honestly think the most frustrating part is like in the end, the kids are like, "Oh, we're." You know, we're battling Freddy. We're gonna, we're in his world now, and they're like, I'm gonna be a superhero. They're up for the but fight. They're like, anything can happen. It's the dream world. And this this like nerd kids like, I'm a superhero. I have powers. <laughs> and he's like, I don't believe in that shit here. And obviously he dies. <laughs> I'm like, well, no, duh. But then when they, it's like you think it's over, you think, mm. oh, Freddy's gone. 
And then he's never gone. He's never gone. Nobody's and, ever really gone. And then Nancy's dad appears as an angel. As an angel. John Saxon, who is an angel in real life. That man is gorgeous. Stunning. Legend. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> he he passed away. He died. He died in the movie. And Nancy, he, he's like, Nancy, I wanted to say goodbye. And she falls for it. It's a nice moment. I was like, it's not him. You called it. You dumb bitch. <laughs> You're going to die. No. Yeah. No. That's not real. Elm Street doesn't have endings this happy. No. And then... To have Freddie be like, finally, yeah. and then kill her, and then she, oh, I was like, that's how she's gonna go. That's not how Nancy. Like, you know, I felt like that was a like a cop out for Nancy. I feel like she would have gone out fighting more than I don't think she would have been tricked by that. I disagree. I th first of all, good for Freddie. I mean, he's wanted this kill for a long time. It's, he's been chasing this white whale, yeah, and this Ahab got it. So, congrats to Freddie. <laughs> I think that Nancy accomplished the mission, though, because, A, she survived her own movie. Mm -hmm. So that's huge. Right? Yeah. She survived the initial Nightmare on Elm Street. And then she goes back and she helps these kids survive their thing for the time being. Like, mm -hmm. have you seen Nightmare on Elm Street 4? No. Okay, the beginning is really not going to um, please you. Okay. If you're a fan of the crew from Nightmare on Elm Street 3, I love you, Kincaid. I'm rooting for you. Don't watch Nightmare on Elm Street 4. <laughs> I'll skip that one. It's I mean Let's go right to five. If you're rooting for these kids, don't watch the next one. I figured everyone dies every movie. Yeah, that's but what I figured. Nancy did. I think Nancy did her job. And like again, like like, what are you gonna brag about for the rest of your life? It's cute. You're going to grad school. Yeah. It's adorable. You're studying this stuff. You survived Freddy Krueger in high school. Yeah. That is. That's what we put on your headstone. Whether you die at 26 or 96. Yeah. That's the thing. Speaking of headstones, the scariest thing in this movie is not Freddy Krueger. Mm -hmm. It's not any of his very creative kills. The scariest thing in this movie is the nun that shows up sporadically to give advice yes. to the doctor. Yes. The nun who's wearing all white, which is the away uniform for nuns. She's wearing all white, and she's just kind of lurking around the hospital. She's kind of lurking around the graveyard, and mm -hmm. she says, I go where I'm needed. And she's got this mysterious background. Lo and behold, comes to find out, she tells us the story of how Freddie was conceived because some poor young woman got accidentally locked in this hospital, and or maybe it was a church. I can't remember. It's too scary to think about about she got locked in there over a holiday weekend mm -hmm. all the inmates decided to have their way with her and now this bastard child happens nine months later come to find out at the end of the movie one of the great reveals in all of really horror movies in my opinion is that that was a ghost and we find this out because the doctor then is trying to chase her to thank her he's like hey sister i want to thank you for all comes around the corner and it's not her anymore it's a headstone and it says amanda krueger <gasps> that was the that was Freddie's mom. She was the wow. And yeah. she just is so scary. Look, I'm sorry. She's great just creepy. Actress. She's yeah. She's creepy. So, especially for a kid going to Catholic school. Oh my god. Yeah, I I uh, I, I, don't, uh, I don't have experience with nuns, but yeah. my dad was Catholic, so mm -hmm. he'll tell me the horror stories. But yeah, I can't imagine that. Well, the thing Terrifying. is too, it's like, and I even think like when I was a kid, like when we would watch this movie a lot, I'd probably fast forward the parts through because yeah. this, her look was like I would rather wake up and at the foot of my bed see Freddy Krueger than mm -hmm. see her. Yeah. 
Because I also, um, I don't have it anymore. There was a period in my life a few years ago where I'd have this thing called sleep paralysis. You're familiar yep. with that at all? Mm -hmm. So my version of sleep paralysis, which is not just um, you know unique to me, a lot of folks have shared similar experiences and visions, I guess. It's that dream state where you're not quite asleep and you're not quite awake. Mm -hmm. and so when I was a kid, it would, it would manifest in the form of I'm up to bat and the pitcher throws the baseball and I'm trying to swing and I just can't muster, I can't get the energy to swing. I'm mm -hmm. kind of powerless against this fastball I want to hit out of the stadium and now if I sleep on my back sometimes it'll still happen what what happens is I have this vision there's a there's a middle-aged elderly woman dressed in all black in the corner of my room she starts walking towards me and then she gets on top of me and is suffocating me to the point where I can't breathe this is real and it goes on for like 20 30 seconds and it's just the scariest most terrifying yeah. thing because you can't fight back and then bah you wake up and you're like oh holy crap yeah and the first time it happened I legit thought my apartment was haunted and yeah. I'm like oh I gotta move yeah like I can't do that and it happened to be the night after uh Eliza Slesker and I went to go see drag me to hell oh Okay, the movie. that's good. Well, and there's hey. an old woman with like fingernails in there. So mm. I thought maybe I was just scared of her, but this kept happening and it happens when I sleep on my back. Interesting. So if I, I'm a, now I'm a side sleep. That's your like, now I literally have to do this. Yeah. 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 No, uh, I, I think I've had, I don't think I've had sleep paralysis, but I, mm -hmm. I've had, I, I uh, lu lu lucid dream. Yeah, a lot. yeah, yeah. It's like I control my dreams, but there are times where that's cool. And I, I usually know I'm dreaming. Yeah. But there are times where I will wake up in a dream, so I will go full Inception, mm -hmm. and I'll have a dream within a dream within a dream, and that's happened several times, where I'll be like, oh, I'm awake. I need to go to the bathroom. I'll go to the bathroom in my dream, and then there'll be like a demon, and then they'll like attack me, wow. and then I'll wake up and I'm like, I'm still in my bed. Hmm. What the fuck? Yeah. So I mean, it's kind of like what happens to Patricia Arquette at the beginning yeah. of the movie, where she she wakes up, she thinks she's awake, but she was still like she was another layer yeah. deep. Freddie Freddie tortures you to the point it's a seven layer dip of dream. Yeah, where you wake up and now you're not at the you're not the cheese yet. Yeah, you're still down here at the beans. Mm -hmm. You haven't even gotten to the guac yet. Yeah, you haven't gotten to the sour cream yet. No, you're still even, way way down here. Not even there. Mm -hmm. you, you you need a chip yeah. to get out of there, but you can't. Yeah. Now, see, I learned the the power I have with dreams now. First of all, if the sleep paralysis thing happens now, I'm not trying to say I'm like a tough dude, but like if if this this sweetheart walks over to me and starts suffocating me. You said sweetheart. I kind of know what's happening now. <laughs> okay. I kind of know what's happening. And so I just kind of like lay there and take it. And I'm like, this will all be over soon. Um, there was a time recently when this might have even been when I went to Joshua Tree. I, I don't do drugs, but uh, I mean, I do the weed, but uh, um, I had a few beers and I slept and it was a very uncomfortable bed and uncomfortable pillows. Mm -hmm. And I had like a vision or like a dream like that. And it happened twice in one night. And the first time I was really scared because I hadn't had it happen in a while. Second time I was like fighting back and like talking trash. And it yeah. Was fun. It was really fun. But the power that I learned, after my dad died. And so now the thing that I can kind of inception is if I see him in a dream, mm -hmm. um, now about halfway through the dream, I'll, I'll have this realization that I'm dreaming. Mm -hmm. And so I make it a point to like walk over to him and give him a hug. Because like, you know, like yeah. usually it's like him and I were like wandering around a football stadium together or something yeah. like that or doing whatever you do in a dream. And instead of this waking up the dream ending, being like, oh, I missed my chance. Yeah. Now I'm like, I'm conscious enough to be like, let me, let me. Get. And you know, when like it's such a real feeling dream, you actually feel them hug you. Yeah. It's that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. No, I like it that. offsets the the old woman trying to suffocate. me. That's yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened to me a lot. Um, 
oftentimes after I'll have a family member die or like a close friend, um, like a week later, they'll like appear in my dreams. Mm -hmm. And it's really weird. My favorite one, I will say, was when my one of my grandmas died. Um, we were we were bowling. There were like velociraptors around in the dream, not real. Um, oh man, that sounds and, like such a cool. And and she goes, part. "What the hell is going on?" And I was like, "Grandma, it's my dream. Go with it." And she goes, "Fuck yeah, let's do it." And then she just started bowling and got really into it. So it was. She's like, "What?" is happening oh thank god i was i was worried a, a dinosaur was gonna no 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 but there's always a velociraptor in my dream i don't really? know what i don't know what that means huh. some type of dinosaur okay yeah, yeah I, because I, I don't know the word to the point now because like i think that like dream experts can like analyze like if you have a tiger in your dream it means this yeah if you have a shark it means this i don't think we're dinosaurs yet yeah i don't think we are either like I, like if i have a stegosaurus in my dream i don't think that means that like i'm nervous or like if you have a velociraptor <laughs> it means you're you know yeah i just you have this big test coming up yeah soon. i just have like the I, you know what it is the constant fear of they're behind the shower curtain Velociraptors? I, yeah, I don't even have a shower curtain, and I'm still afraid. Okay, but not of people. No. Of just of raptors. Yep. Katie, can I tell you something? They're they, they're dead. I think you're gonna be okay. <laughs> I think you're gonna I think you're gonna live a long, healthy life. Thank you if, so much. If the biggest issue in your world is man, like life's going well, but these damn velociraptors keep popping out. I think you're gonna do just they fine. They pop up everywhere. <laughs> I can't escape them. You want to hear something creepy? So my, uh, when I went to Catholic school, you take religion as a class you mm-hmm. take. So the religion teacher, super nice, uh, super nice woman. Um, she was telling us a story of her, her two sons. Um, I guess they had the same dream, the same nights. They slept in the same room, mind you. So they said that they, that they had a dream. Um, come to find out, she's like, okay, so what was the dream? They said, well, this woman dressed in all white came into our room and and went over to each one of our Uh-oh. our beds laid her hand on uh on our head and kissed our forehead Uh-oh. and then she left and and she's like what the woman look like and they were describing the woman she opens up a scrapbook <gasps> boom it was her mom oh my god because her mom had passed before her grandbabies were born so oh she was just god. coming to say hi to the grandbabies oh my god nope which is a nice thing to do that's... like i get why you want to do it but you got to think of the children that's horrifying that's yeah you're a ghost. Get out. Move that's, to the next life. That's that's a lot. I don't. Yeah. No, I don't want that. Of course, I'm saying that in a building that is known to be haunted with the souls oh. of comics. Oh, and and not comics. We are in the the aborted fetus. Area. Oh yeah, we're downstairs in the uh, basement where the abortions happened. Upstairs in the belly room is where uh, the mob would whack people. So they weren't probably and, comedians either. And down here. Well. And down here they'd yeah, whack people too. Yeah. All right. So there's a lot of people. It's not just comics looking for stage time posthumously here at yeah. the comedy store. Well, we all kinds of ghosts here. Lots of ghosts. I worked here for uh five years, I'd say. Um the last like year and a half I was just doing one shift a week. Um because I, I, I was already regular, but um, you know, I was here during the day doing during the phones and then I'd go down to the cover booth and I worked the late shift in the main room or whatever mm-hmm. and I had to like turn out all the lights, which is like the scariest part of working here. Yeah. I never saw anything. Yeah. Never, I heard stories of like people seeing like chairs float and like turn themselves over. Mm-hmm. I never saw a damn thing. What am I doing wrong or right? So did you feel anything? Nope. Oh damn. One time I was peeing in the in the the belly room bathroom with all the lights off, like okay. it already closed up for the night. And look, like I thought I felt the chill, but I also like again we watch horror movies yeah. all the time, so I think that's just the psychology 
playing tricks on you. Yeah. Like, I'm at the point now, like, with all this, like, UFO, UAP stuff, you got to show me some hard evidence. I, Don't yeah. show me radar with a Tic Tac on it. Show me an actual video. Show, show me. me the alien. Come on. I want to see it. Yeah, or the ghost in this case. But all of them, yes. We did a uh, a ghost hunt of the store. How'd that go? Um... It was good. It was good. It, uh, I, it was productive. It was productive. Um, I will say, uh, I'm a, a woman of science first, <laughs> so I'm like, look, this stuff is cool, and I want to believe, but mm-hmm. like, I need to. I will rule everything out. I will say, I was. There are moments in life where mm-hmm. you have that. I need to get out of this room right now. Yeah. Your fight or flight, and that happened twice. Where I was like, something is telling me to get out. Really? In my gut. And it was in the sound catwalk to get up to the sound booth. That's creepy. I was up in there. there. I was in there in the dark and yeah. they had me in there alone. Yeah. And I was in there for like 30 seconds. Yeah. And that's... I like booted out of there. And then down here in the storage room, um, we were talking to uh, the good old bowler hat hitman himself. That Gus? That's Gus. Yeah. Um, and I, I have, I, I would like to say that Gus and I are mutuals, that we are friends. You would hope. I would hope so. I have respect for him. I don't, you know, I just, I want to be his friend. And you don't think that you made the cut? I don't That's know. I don't know. Out. But I think, I think we have a respect. Since I've been down here, I feel like if I go back there, I don't feel much. And if I do, it's not like as bad as it was. Before. Yeah, I'll let you pass, give you a fist bump. Like, yeah. hey, I appreciate your bravery. He's like, hey, thanks for telling the story, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it sort of keeps them alive. It keeps yeah. the legacy alive, oh, yeah. in a way. So. I want them to, I, w- I want to tell their story and do it right. Yeah, that's probably why Freddy got all that power to get into kids' heads. Yeah. He's making movies about the goddamn guy. Right? It's like, okay, if you want to take his power away, stop giving him attention. Yeah. Yeah, that's the same thing with Trump. The- <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. I went political. You went political. Hey, everyone knows that at the 40-minute mark, I th- this podcast <laughs> turns political. <laughs> this podcast turns so political. Uh, Let's get into, we're talking about abortions. Let's get into let's it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yay no. or nay. Yay or nay. Ready? One, two, three. It's, no. I'll kidding. drive you there. Uh, huh? No? Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, like, the the whole thing, it's such a fascinating experiment. I think it's why the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, to me, um, have maybe more repeat value. Maybe just, like, more, like, I like to sit and think about them. Mm -hmm. Because Jason, like, Friday the 13th is is a very successful franchise, long running. Jason, not a strong swimmer. And that's pretty much the story. Like, then you just got these weird zombie powers. He can't swim. Michael Myers, kind of like a cool, you know, the shape or whatever, like this. He walks really fast. He is. He's a power walker. And across states. (sighs) He got in a car and drove in Halloween H2O off camera. Like, I don't know how he got to LA, do you? That's impressive. That's from Illinois. He's got the... the, uh, Fastest car. Yeah. Known to man. Yeah. Very can, strong legs. Power squatter. He can fly. That Michael Myers. He's, but Freddie, it's just he's getting into your dreams and like there's no defense. And it's just learning how to manipulate your dreams mm-hmm. to your advantage is like such a cool thing that I think that the women in my family have actually gotten pretty good at to the yeah. point where they'll have dreams and it's like, you know, harbingers of the future. Mm-hmm. I got a fight in college uh, one time. And, um, you know, just like a big frat brawl or whatever. And I had to, I got some stitches. I got some licks in, but I, I got stitches on my chin. And that night, my mom had a dream that I was in danger. 
So it's like, you know, just that kind of power. Like they have it so strong that, yeah. they, that they try to turn it off. They try to dull it because like it's just too much yeah. to handle. Ooh. But I think it's just a really interesting gateway into whatever else there is to this human experience that we're not tapped into that yeah. whole 90 percent of your brain that we're not using thing. Yeah. And I think Freddie is just a, a leader yeah. on that frontier. And he's he's using like 80 percent of his brain yeah freddie's using a lot of that rock he's using a lot more than we mm -hmm. are yeah 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 i predicted like uh, this episode will air later but a week ago mm -hmm. i was like hmm i think there's gonna be a fight tonight and then there was a giant fight at the comedy store and i was like i think i was on stage was that the one that like spilled out of the or mm -hmm. yeah i was on stage it was right when i, I said thank you good night and then I got huge standing o. As standing you. ovation at every time he takes a shit on stage. Standing ovation. And uh, yeah, maybe it's the feces throwing this, yeah. starting the fight. But as I'm bringing up whoever the next act was, I could see some commotion in the back and yeah. I couldn't tell what was going on, but then it like spilled out. So, But I called it earlier that day. You knew it was going to happen. I, I was just like, what if, what, if, what, if, what if there was a fight like today? Like how funny would that be? And it happened and I was like, hey, that was me. Am I? Did I manifest yeah. that? I whoa. Okay. Well, um, I hate yeah. to do this to you and put you on the spot. I am on stage at this very comedy club in a matter of five hours. Yeah. So, uh, how's the set gonna go? How's the night gonna go? Okay. Okay. Anyway, um, take I, your time. Take yeah. Your time. No. 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 Me... This is Katie getting into her own head. Okay. Okay. Um. I think it's gonna go well. Thanks. I think it's gonna go well. I think one. I think the audience is gonna be a little stiff in the beginning. Okay. I think they'll like loosen up, but I, I think they'll you know they'll come around. I'm like third up. So okay. Perfect. Right when they're starting to get warm. Yeah, yeah. I think they'll start to yeah, but I th think there's gonna be a lot of people getting up to going to the bathroom during my set. Yeah. Okay. All right. And really then gotta... and then uh, but then but but you'll you'll win them over. And that'll be that. Okay, but I'm not going to do that like that crowd work thing where it's like, oh, you just got back. Did you take a shit? I'm not going to be that guy, right? I mean, that's up to you. All right. I'm probably going to be that guy. Why not? Do <laughs> it's it. A, it's a free laugh. It's a free laugh. Oh, it's a free laugh. It's <laughs> an easy layup. layup. If you are you need it, it's there. You know? Why not? It's like that kid, like when you were playing pickup basketball and like he's just standing under the under his own bat, like cherry picking. Yes. That's what we used to call it. Like, you get, don't cherry pick. Get back on D. You got awesome. it. You got it, sir. Get up there. Shoot the balls. I love Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> I love, I love that you're just like I love it. So, anyways, the movie, the movie, no, we're here but to it, talk. It about. was great. It was wonderful. Did you have a good time? It was really fun. Honestly, I really enjoyed it. Did the nun creep you out at all, or you just eh, didn't seem to really? Not as much. I was like, what part were you really scared of? I was like, the 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 claymation part. I guess because I'm not Catholic, I was oh. like, I, nuns don't scare me. Okay. Yeah. Well, get to know them. Um, yeah. Killer soundtrack by Dokken. Yeah. It's really good. Great, it's really great good. metal band. So out of 10, what do you think? Mm. I believe this is one of the few Elm Street films that is fresh on the tomato meter at Rotten Tomatoes. It's 68%, I think, last time I checked. Ooh. So that's fresh. Um, 60 and above is fresh. So that's that's in the wheelhouse. I am going to give this what did I give it? 8 out of 10. Ooh. I'm going to say 8 out of 10 because I think that apart from some dated... Uh, medical practices, 
that this movie hits, it checks a lot of the boxes of why it's so terrifying to be in a psych ward because you're there with your own thoughts, which are attacking you in this case. Mm -hmm. You have doctors who are on the fence about believing you. You have some orderlies that are cool and other ones that are real perverts. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of scary stuff going on. In addition to the fact that you got Freddy invading your dreams yes. and you got his mom wandering around the premises and God knows what she's been up to for the last 50 years. Yeah, where have you been, mom? You got you got drugs that are warping your brain. You got people like just hanging out with people. Like just yeah. going to group. Like I don't like people that much. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The the quiet room seems like my kind of speed. It seems like a good. You're just by yourself hanging yeah. out. Yeah. I I would have liked to see Freddie and his mom interact. That is a huge missed opportunity. Freddie, what? Freddie, mom, what are you doing? Uh, you know, hey, mom, I this yeah. is my this is my thing, mom. Why no, didn't she help more? Why she knew what was going on? Well, she's dead. She's dead, but still, she could. I he's he's dead too. What she, what is what is he? She could have been more forthright. Yeah, she, she's telling the doc like you gotta you gotta exhume his remains and burn him or whatever. It's like, lady. You got to spoon feed this to us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're not part of this mythology. We're just trying to save some kids' lives. Mm -hmm. Just tell us what to do. Give us the steps. Help. Mom, help. Come to the group <laughs> chat once. Yeah. If you can talk to the doctor, you can talk to the kids. I don't yep. care if you're a ghost. We're dealing with the dead guy who's trying to kill us. Just come hang out. <laughs> exactly. Talk to your son, you know. Get your son in check. Come get your kid. G Exactly. Go to the exactly. PTA meetings. Oh my God. Yeah. I gave it a six. Okay. That's solid. That's, Honestly, that's fresh. That's fresh. You know what? It was solid. I, I initially gave it a five at the second viewing. I was like, no, this is fun. Have it, you seen other Elm Streets? I've seen the first one. Okay. And that was it. The second one is like, you know, th there's some clever stuff in there, but it really doesn't have to do with the rest of yeah. the, the films at all. The film that you need to see is, with all due respect to Nightmare on Elm Street 6, Freddy's Dead, which is a hilarious zany romp. Is Wes Craven's new nightmare? Oh, we know. I have seen that. We yeah. were talking about that one. That's yeah. great. That was wild. Uh huh. That was a wild ride. I might have to rewatch that soon. That's well, because I I'm, I I love Wes Craven. Mm -hmm. He's one of my favorites. R.I.P. King. Um, but he it th this movie was supposed to be similar to that one. Yes. And that's why he ended up making New Nightmare. Yes, and so then that's and then that got him like that got his feet wet in this like metal world and then I mm -hmm. think from there he's like let's let's do this for real with Scream. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that we get Scream without the success of New Nightmare. Yeah. My two cents. It's perfect. It's mm -hmm. perfect. I also do want to say very quickly uh one of the more disturbing parts was when the adult nurse uh starts to hit on the little boy yeah and he's she's like you i've been watching you mm -hmm. oh my god let's make out look boobs and then it's actually freddy yeah that's that's a tough break and his tongue and that its tongue becomes like he rips his tongue out multiple times yeah and then he uses the tongue to tie him up to the bed that is surprise over what appears to be hell mm -hmm. i mean look if you ask me I think Joey still would have done the same thing again, yeah. knowing what he knew for that brief amount of time with the hot nurse. I mean, it was yeah. a hot nurse. If you're hot, you're hot. You know, it works. Now but you're it in was, hell. I was like, well, mm -hmm. that's that's uncomfortable but hilarious. Yeah, it's wonderful. We think the nurse is okay though. Like Freddie's just impersonating the nurse. He, like this isn't one of those things. She like, definitely has to. I well, because uh, I think she's fine. Yeah, because I think yeah, you're right. She didn't grow up on Elm Street. The adults. 
didn't they didn't know what was going on they have yeah. no idea yeah. No. yeah no the the nurse is just like just walking around in her in her effervescent hotness just like i look i if you're telling me that somebody's pretending to be me and then yeah. turned into a murder that has nothing to do with me yeah. it's not like terminator where you have to kill the person then you can impersonate them exactly you know yeah. like i so freddie is a much more gifted impressionist than say a t1000 he should be on saturday night live <laughs> he would be a great host he <laughs> He would, I mean, the cast would be dead. He would crush everyone. Well, he would he would like control them and be like, "Hi, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm Keenan. <laughs> I'm Keenan. What's up with that? Oh, Keenan, you're so funny. I'm uh, gonna kill you. Yeah, yeah. So, Mark, thank you for being here today. Oh, thank you for uh, for this walk down memory lane. I had a great time chatting with you. I had a great time rewatching this movie, and I'm glad that uh, we have we have a new nightmare on Elm Street kid. Yeah, Katie. Freddie. Welcome to the group. No. She's good in her dreams, Freddie. Watch <laughs> out. Watch out. Um, where can the people find you? Uh, on all the social medias, it's at Mark Ellis Live. And more often than not, when I'm in town, I'm right here upstairs at the World Famous Comedy Store. And I got some road dates coming up this fall. We got some Vegas, got some DC, got some New York, uh, some San Diego. So all the tickets and stuff like that, MarkEllis.live is the website. Amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you, Katie. And you guys, thank you for tuning in and watching, listening on Fangoria. You can follow us at katie.afraidy on Instagram and TikTok. If you see a weird man in your dreams and he has knives for hands, wake up. Quickly. Quickly. Go ahead, and, go ahead and wake up. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't hit the snooze button. Don't hit this. the snooze button. I think you should wake up immediately. Uh, it's not going to turn out good. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> you always end with stupid advice. Thank you to our sponsor, Filmcraft Studio Gear. You can find all their cool gear at filmcraftla.com or on Instagram at filmcraftla.